I don't believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. And welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 39. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. Star Wars Visions premiered last week, and we've got the first of our weekly interviews just ahead. May the 4th was last week, too, and we've got some recaps to go over. My name is Stephen Schultz, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up. He's watched all of the Fast and Furious movies, so he knows a thing or two about family. It's Joe Lara. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, and I'm trying not to laugh because apparently I laugh too much. Who so said that? Oh, no, you not going to laugh. That's not not possible. Who said that? This is me being stoic. No, I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, I'm doing God. great. Um, no, it was good. So there was so much we're, that we're going to cover, I'm sure, in the show. But you know, did do two troops on Saturday. Because I couldn't troop on May the 4th, unfortunately. Uh, mm. But it was good. It was uh, Both of them were libraries. Uh, tons of kids, free comic books, all kinds of really good. Just, uh, dude, making people smile, man. That is the absolute best wearing these costumes. And uh, wore a TK, which always crushes it. Guaranteed crushes it. Because you're going to make adults giggle and want to do selfies and all that. Why aren't you um, at your post, though? Uh, dude, I was at the library, but, um, yeah, it was, it was good, good times. And then, um, also getting ready to go visit Texas here shortly in a couple of days. My sister is getting her master's degree. So there's a graduation celebration. Congratulations. Yeah. West Texas. Good for her. And, uh, so I'll be out there just for a few days, celebrate mother's day with Kim's mom, my mom, that kind of thing. And then I'll head back a little sooner. Dude, I'm going to be in Texas in two weeks. We're like this. Yeah, but dude, Texas is massive. Texas <laughs> yeah, is like, true. like I'm in West Texas, which is almost New Mexico. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And then where are you going? Dallas? You're muted, Brian. You're muted. What? Austin. Oh, Austin. He's, he's, going, he's going to mute. Austin. Austin. Oh, I'll, I'll do. Okay. Austin. Okay. Austin. Love that. I'll be in Dallas in a couple weeks. <laughs> dude, this is crazy. And I'll be in Cali next week. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be good. Oh, we got some plans for next week, Brian. Uh oh, I'll talk later. <laughs> We're getting tattoos. <laughs> We're getting matching tattoos. <laughs> um, hey, hey, Joe, when when you suit up as a TK, mm-hmm. uh, do you get into like, do you have a persona that you that you fall into? Oh yeah, like so. I, there's a lot of people that have the TK costume, and I swear, you must invest in the ICOM, the whole vocal sound. Yeah. That for, sense- for our listeners that don't know TK, yeah. TK is a stormtrooper. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, in the icon, like icon is the little box that yeah. gives the little static bursts when you talk. So, so it's so it's uh, it's amplified voice through speakers, but then that little clicking sound, which is 
reminiscent of what we're all familiar with. So it's a sound that we've all heard since 1977. Everybody on the planet Except just done. can recognize it. And, uh, and that's what makes it so much fun. Cause they look at me, Oh dude. And I got this one person really good. I was standing at the front entrance of the library, not moving a muscle, just completely standing there. And this person walked around the corner and they're looking at me and they're thinking it's a statue. Oh, I was like, yes, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> that's Excuse me. Do you have any idea? And she screamed so loud, <laughs> like so loud. I was like, got him. And then other people saw it and it was so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. His, his follower account is more volatile than the stock market. It, it's Remy Shonaday. Shonaday. Ramelay Camelot. Camelot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How many weeks are we going to have that going? It's so good. What's up, man? How uh, are you? I'm good. Good. Good to be here. I uh, had a busy, long weekend. It was great, though. Uh, started the started May the 4th out at uh, Indy Speeder School. And it was and it was raining and we we kind of like liked it better because like on the on the best car armor the rain looks Ooh, really epic yeah like you know so uh, I got to, and got to see the little kids and, and they were all amazing and uh, and got to have some cool folks that, that trooped with us which was cool um, followed that up and and sorry Clayton for uh, going to hang out with the enemies but CBS had me come over and hang out with them <laughs> on, uh, to to do a bit on the five hundred first for the news the local news here so that was that was fun dude too. you absolutely crushed it on that on that interview thing professional because like yeah i mean at one point it looked like you were hosting the segment <laughs> instead of them <laughs> yeah so they they came out at the beginning and they were a little like they're like so we're a little light on content but we were going to cut over to the to the carrie fisher star unveiling thing and that and i said oh well, we've got we've actually got stormtroopers that are part of the 501st that are there for that. And then, and then, so of course, uh, Nick and Terry were there with me and they're like, Hey, if you want Remy to talk about that, he can help you. Feel. So, the, so then all of a sudden they're like bringing another director's chair out and lining it up with everybody. And I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> you provided so much context to that. Like they were just like, Oh, Carrie Fisher's getting a star of the walk of fame. And you're like, do you know that across the street is her mother's? <laughs> and it was because of this, because we had covered it. And so all I did was I pulled up my show notes from last week's episode because I had everything ready to go. <laughs> it's like you've been practicing and getting ready for that one moment. All I had to do was pull it up. I mean, I knew what number her star was and everything. Dude, so that's wow. the force working in mysterious ways right there. It was it was funny. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, well, um, and, and you represented everybody because I mean, LA LA is popular news. Like a lot of people all over, all over the world actually tune into the LA news sometimes. And so that was yeah, like, and I know I know Legion PR was excited about that. So they've got copies of the videos and, and pictures and stuff now. So good job, they're blasting it out. Um, and then on Saturday we did the uh, the Galaxy game. Oh, I know you, Stephen. And yeah, it was good seeing you there, John, John there. Yeah, and then we helped uh, help some friends with a little thing called uh, Mosh Isley, which was sort of the, like the after party for uh, for the Galaxy game. I think it was that I, yeah. I don't think that that crowd knew quite knew what to do with us, <laughs> but it, but it was a good dry run for for yeah. uh, SDCC, which will be epic. That Mosh Isley that the Galaxy had was like it was like the tailgate party of the parking lot of the event that yeah. is Mosh Isley. <laughs> like it was, it was not even a preview of what's to come uh, or right. what yeah. typically goes on. It was just a different venue totally. that wasn't really ready for it, I think. Cause yeah. And people still got into it. People that still weren't fun, with the crew, with, with the group, you know, like some regular fans, they were into it. 
Uh, he's about 20% chrome, so I guess that makes him 40-proof Illumiluster. It's John hey. Rodriguez. <laughs> okay. That sounds about yeah, right. What's up, man? 40-proof. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, we don't quite yeah. know what to do with that one. <laughs> you may proceed. <laughs> it was good seeing you on on uh, on Saturday with that troop. Yeah, thing. that was a fun troop. It, it, it felt super casual. Usually those those events they're called high profile events, and usually you have to be. I mean, we were on our best behavior, but you have to be like absolutely on your best behavior. You have to look sharp. You know, you're in a uh, a big place that's uh, with a lot of eyes on you. Um, but it felt very casual. And very loose and very fun, yeah. Um, and not only that, th- we there was the five hundred first and the clubs, but there were also like influencers and and people, like friends of ours that are not in the clubs were also there in costume, and and you know it probably had like a celebration feel then, right? More yeah, of a, more of a relaxed, yeah. Feel. But but yeah. but bit. like at an event that's not Star Wars, you know, like literally you're at a soccer game and you see all your friends like you're at a convention, and and but people are getting pictures with you, and you know. Uh, there's food and it, it was super fun That's yeah awesome. and mosh Lizy was cool too it got a little hot and i i, I took ponda baba uh steven's ponda baba and it got really warm in there so i had to keep taking it off and <laughs> he doesn't like you yeah but and you know uh, what i gotta say uh we have probably the best fans for for the show because uh, there was just so many random fans coming up to me saying, "Hey, St- that's Stevie true. Kicks, let me get a picture with you." And, yeah. Oh my god, it's Alpha Ignition. Well, yeah, well, fun. well, oh. yeah. It, usually, if I wear the oh, stormtrooper, not John Rodriguez. No, no, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, usually, where I wear the stormtrooper, people don't know it's me because it's just a generic costume. You that's know, why it's so good. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I, I like that because you can just be completely anonymous. Because if I wear the hunt, any of the hunter mm-hmm. costumes, it's immediate. You know, oh, there you are. So that that was it's, it's under undercover. Hunter. Yeah, basically, it's like you know, Canaan in disguise, but for real. Um, yeah, uh, everything's good. Been working on stuff. Um, oh, I was gonna say something. Oh, okay, no, no, I'll, I'll say it in a, in a future segment. Save it. We're good. Yeah, save it. Right on. <laughs> Watch out, Mark Zuckerberg. He's coming for you. It's Jujitsu Master Brian Cook. Dude, the Zuck ain't got nothing on me, dude. I'll fold him into a pretzel in two seconds. Brian, what what belt are you? Purple. Uh, so when do you get the red belt? Purple's like no window. It's like above a black belt. Right? There's black a belt? coral belt that's above a black belt, but that's like you need to be very old. And you had a window belt. Probably Brazilian to have a coral a belt. Bendu belt. There's not very many coral belts. Oh no, yeah. But I would fold the Zuck into a pretzel. Um. <laughs> Gladly, um, <laughs> I'm good. I uh, so unlike you guys, I did not get the troop on the fourth. We talked about that last time, but I have seen Guardians of the Galaxy three two times. And oh if you God. have not seen it, I urge you, John. I'm going to tell you constantly to please go see it. I know I'll see it. Um, when make it, time make when time. it's on the you app. Can make time. We'll, I know we'll have a we'll no, have no. a conversation about that. Probably okay. Cool. Um, um, but yeah, I was a little FOMO, you guys, you know, all the boy, three fifths of the boys together, especially with the, uh, thank the maker and, and our boy, Mike Hondo supply. So that was armor party podcast. So man, that was, that was the one thing I was like, dang, those guys are all having a good time. So it was fun. a little bit of FOMO, but was I was glad seeing... you guys were all together. Yeah, that was sick. So it's good seeing Mike, that, he, man, I just, it never comes out. Yeah. 
I've been uh, driving for eight hours today, so I made it in time. I'm here. So Charleston <laughs> cool. and back today. That was a, that was a wow. long one. Jeez, man. Wow. Yep. Be in Cali next week. Talk about that later. Let's we've got company. You want to sit with us? That's never happened before. He's an award-winning broadcast journalist, producer, visual storyteller, and co-author of the new book, Star Wars Timelines. Welcome to the Marauder. It's Clayton Sandell. How are you, man? Hey! Hi, guys. Hey. Welcome. I, Welcome. I'm really sorry. I, I had a similar uh, May 4th, May the 4th FOMO, I, I, and that's why I couldn't join you last week. I'm very sorry. Uh, we were in L.A. covering the writer strike, and... Uh, Crazy busy. Ended up covering covering the um, reveal of Carrie's star, um, but uh, didn't really get to do much else that day. In fact, I think it was was it Monday or Tuesday at Dodger Stadium was Star Wars night last week, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, Wednesday. No, yeah, Tuesday. And- and I was in my hotel room exhausted and somebody sent me the tweet from uh, that somebody was in the stands and I was like, oh man, I'm missing out on this too. Uh, so anyway, it's good to be here now. Welcome. Welcome. Very excited welcome. to very excited to be on. You guys uh, was earlier flipping through some of the pictures of uh, you guys in London. Uh <laughs> Man, nobody does it better than you guys. You, you guys are so damn good. It was so great. Our we our London mission was to either uh, party so hard that they want us back, or party so hard that they don't ask us back. So, and how did it go? I, a little bit of both. I'd actually. say it fell right in the middle we'll, we'll somewhere let, there. Yeah, we'll let you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let you know in two we'll years. What's the difference? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you right guys on, look man. great. Well, thank you for being here, and uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up one of our limited edition T-shirts or hoodies at thedadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? Um, I uh, Last week, I talked about adding weathering to Kim's Mando. So she did preliminary Mando Mercs submission for her kit and got some good feedback, needed to add some weathering. So Stephen, I answered the call. I have a video that I'll give to you. It's like two minutes long, super short, of how I make some it basically looks like mud with with glue and, and whatnot and then an application. And it came out pretty good. So we resubmitted today, just uploaded those photos. I got the local clan approval. I think they're going to submit them up to the larger regional approval. There's all kinds of whatever. It, it's Wow, that's like serious it, business. Dude, it's serious, bro. Like Mando's don't play, but no, it, it's going <laughs> to be don't. good. She looked, she looks great. Uh, so that was that was good, and then also BFMs, man, giant magnets. I almost lost a finger. Watch your fingers. I uh, I got the tech backpack um, applied, and I finally slapped it on. Took some uh, photos, and I submitted those to Rebel Legion. So now it's kind of going through its queue of approval process for Rebel Legion because Tech Mercenary is not five hundred first. He's uh, he's Rebel Legion, so. 
Yeah, yeah. Who decides that? Come on. It's it's the, order sixty six basically. Moral Ray, Ray, judgment. Ramy does. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 clubs get together and like the, the, we have to be able to show that they're a bad guy to be in the five hundred first and gotcha. season then, the season two bad batch other than crosshair they're all clearly anti empire. Then why is so Captain Rex? Well, because that was pre order yeah, sixty six. Yeah. Because and, that was pre order. Yeah, it's all relative to order sixty six. Gray area. In there. Poncho Rex, it, it is. Poncho yeah. Rex is only. Uh, I, I think the events point. from Order sixty six on. So any characters that came out after Order sixty six, those are all bad guys, because they're. I think you're right. Empire, besides the right. bad batch, obviously, because just sound and, like and the defectors, much. I guess, like Hauser and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. your backpack then, looked uh, juicy, one, though. Let me tell you, looked juicy. One, one more thing, good. too. Um, I was working on a little side project that I kind of kept low key. I'm not going to mm-hmm. talk about who it went to. um, I made a um, special bucket for someone special Mayday and uh, and that was that was a fun project to make and I got to work with Kevin Weir's helmet I never worked with it before everything I've ever done is 3d printed or except for my my other Mando buckets are you know they're cast too but a clone bucket I have it and it it was pretty cool but I want to get my hands on one of John's because I think I think uh, the difference between Kevin like Kevin's I'll give you one here's the bad part I felt Here's the bad part I felt about it is because Mayday's bucket is wrapped with material over the entire thing. Oh, made it hard. You can't open the back. Nope. Yeah. To put it on. You need a one piece. Specifically oh, for that. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's right. not going to work. Right. So, so what I did is I had to basically just weld it all together. So it's, it's. Just oh, so it's piece. just display. Wow. Just display. Oh. Yeah. And, and, um, it, you know, unless they have a small head. Nah, no, you, you could have cut it with a razor and glued it to the insides, you know. And... Take it but apart, that, redo but... it. You gotta, no. you gotta redo it. Yeah, no, start over. It, I, and I told, I told him to, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but no, but I wrote in the letter, this is a display only, and 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 they were they were they were satisfied. So it was cool because I never really done a commission. I never, I don't, I don't do commissions, and um, I know why I don't because I mean I was like, dude, I was like, <laughs> it's and, stressful, you know, dude. Detailed. No, it it's fun ourselves. though. It was fun, and that was That's that cool. was a that was a special project. Came out great. I would have not left you Amazing. behind. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you for how, around how you much time. And... How much time did it take you to do it? It, it didn't take too much time. Uh, com- well, see, I guess it's all relative because I'm used to 3D prints, which require much more time to smooth out those 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 printed lines. Right. This was a. It's already it's already a beautiful replica of of a clone helmet. So I just needed to prepare it and then paint it. Um, but the wrapping part was unique. I, I mean, to wrap a helmet with material and then try to weather material like that. It I, looked um, good, dude. The, the wrapping were really tight, nice. you know, they weren't all loose or they looked like they looked really good. You, you killed it. Did you give yeah, them the I'll, stand I'll, too from David Neff? No, that was my, oh, that was my okay. Dave Meganeth stand. Got it. Um, yeah, that, that one's special cause Dave gave that one to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Came out really good. Thanks guys. That's it. I'll go. I didn't do much um, for people watching on the video. I fixed Fire Puncher because the barrel broke. <laughs> it's over there. The barrel broke um, in transit. So I got that all fixed up. And my helmet's there too, which is kind of blending in. Um, so that's it. I really didn't do anything. I did have a nice conversation. Shout out to Island Fett because he just finished an Imperial Crosshair helmet and his visor came out sick. And I asked him how he did it, and he told me how he did it, and he's going to actually send me how he did it. 
and he even put his camera into the helmet and filmed what he could see because I, I was like, can you see out of that? Cause he explained to me how he did it. And if I told you how he did it, it's basically what John does to Chrome and go everything. And, uh, he oh. filmed it and he was like, look, and I was like, Oh crap, that's the camera through the lens and he could see pretty good. So he's going to send me the instructions on that. So nice. I'm going to do that. Cause it looks nice. really good. It's probably the one thing that's lacking on my crosshair. So, um, hmm. that's it. I didn't really do too much. I've been, it's a good shout out. Island fed. If you guys aren't following, Island fed. Island fed, go follow yeah. him. I actually got a chance to meet him. He's uh he's out there in Hawaii. I was uh, on vacation Yeah, and uh, we connected a uh, good dude. We hung out for maybe like an hour. The guy's so good. He's and a tattoo he artist, really, right? He is. He's and he's got a really artist, cool yeah. style with uh, balls of tape and it, his weathering techniques are just really, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're super fun to do. Yeah. So check them out for sure. Shout out Island fed. Check them out. Uh, um, I didn't really build much or anything for that matter. Uh, you guys know that I was hooking up the garage, organizing everything. Well, I actually took time now that all my costumes are, are, are separated and categorized nicely. I, I did the same thing with like all the collectibles and stuff. So I have like two giant piles. One is like the keep stuff. And then another pile is sell. all the stuff that I'm going to be bringing. Yeah. Basically bringing <laughs> to, uh, the prop swap, um, nice. which is, Hey, by the way, here's a plug prop swap <laughs> June 3rd in Poway, California. Uh, tickets are still available, but almost sold out. So check out trooper Bay, uh, for the link. Um, and I did get this on May the 4th. I finally got the hard to find, Ooh, uh, nice. Havoc Marauder, oh. uh, squadron. Uh, what is it? Micro squadron, micro galaxy. Yeah. I've been looking so hard for this and of all days to find it on May the 4th. So winning. Nice. Mine's just as big, Steven. Look. <laughs> mm. I'll go real Don't quick. Um, I was working on uh, the last five. I have seven more heavies to paint out of all the heavies I've been painting. Uh, Clayton, Congratulations. Uh, in case you didn't know, you, you don't know. Uh, I've been painting. I don't know. So you don't know. I, I love <laughs> I'll, I'll break it down. Yeah. I've been painting these I want helmets. all the details. <laughs> I've been painting these helmets in a run, and I've had to do 50. It, it's, it turned out to be 52 total. So I'm on the last uh seven right now i it's been months and months and months I, i've mentioned it a million times so just so to keep you in the loop paz vizla helmets yeah yeah, yeah the, the, the paz vizla helmets signed by uh tate fletcher right yeah uh it comes with a plaque with, with the actors um, the little plaque is signed signature, yeah. yeah um but i'm i'm down yeah. to the last seven i've got five i'm working on now and then i'm gonna get two more and i'll be done so those are almost done um and i've also been uh slush casting helmets and and shoulders and sending them out to people slush and gushing slush and gushing that's right and i've got a few more to do um but other than that oh wait a second you said 52 well it was supposed to be 54 so so there's two spots open yeah i think they sold the plaques yeah i think so i think they sold the plaques back to swau those guys oh okay because they're because they're they're the ones that got it originally um oh so uh, they, if they're available, they should be through them. So you could probably still buy in. I would hit them up and see okay. what they say. Yeah. Then John and I'll just then John has to make fifty three. Yeah. Well, then I have to paint another get helmet. To keep yeah. one. You didn't get to keep one. I can make one whenever. No, but like an autographed one. A plaque. No, no, those are for people that bought in separately for something. Like I know, but I'm, like, I'm, I'll autograph it for you, John. I'll autograph it. You're the artist. Well, I want to. Yeah, cool. I want to. Send They're not one. paying John enough to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I just thought. laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I didn't buy into the the plaque itself. I think the plaque was like a significant part of the the deal, you know. But I'm whatever, I, I'm I'm has, gonna paint has my own. Vi- has Vizsla stock just like skyrocketed after that through that the episode. roof? Yeah, Dude, he yeah. Went out well, like I've been having champ. people hit me up for for <laughs> custom passes, and I'm like, I can't do it yet. Like, I'm still finishing these. But once I'm finished with those, then I'm just gonna take orders from people that want one. Cause I can, now I can do one no because I've been doing five at a time so I can do one no problem. <sighs> yeah, and that's it. Crushing, nice. That's so. Cool. So, I uh, I printed this thing. So everybody knows, you know, we we do a lot of three D printing. We talk about three D printing, and so everybody knows what this thing is. This is the oh, yeah. the hot end the hot end on a three D printer. So I printed this one. <laughs> oh my god! Why? <laughs> you guys laugh at me, but check but check this out. Does it work? So, <laughs> I was I was helping a friend that was having some trouble in the, in the concept of like cleaning out cleaning out the, the hot oh, end and like changing the nozzle and everything. Was, was and so and so so watch what this thing does. Oh Joe, we lost Joe. Joe's just gone because he's twelve. So that's such so a big watch. nozzle, I can, dude. I can take I can take the front pieces off of this. No way. And you dude. can see, and you can see how everything works. That's actually so you really, can see the really nozzle. Cool. You can see you can see how the, the this all fits like, together. I feel like I'm in fiction up in elementary school. <laughs> no, it's like an anatomy and doll. Yeah, it's like you know when you go in the doctor's office and they got yeah, like and the, the organs are all in place. Or- yeah, and you can like <laughs> yeah, this is where I hurt, doctor. It's right here. Yeah, they're like, show me the liver. So, because we're supposed to be helping people and a source of information on this podcast, you That's guys. Amazing, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a like a couple little how tos on like how to clean the hot end out and like what <laughs> like because like for example the the Brian stuff, dude. Some of the folks that that we were talking to when when we were going over this like didn't didn't even know that like this needs to be cut and trimmed with that little cigar cutter tool and like everything needs to be put back together. So, um, so we're gonna do that. That's great. That's awesome, dude. I can't believe you printed uh, that, dude. That's... Well, he's got like 60 printers. I mean, in color, well too. He's like, yeah, oh, I just red, I just gray, blue. I just told told the army to go, you know? So, okay. And then the other thing I want to do, I do an unboxing of this thing. Oh, that thing looks sick. Dude. Oh, yeah. So, this is the Kotobukiya Art FX Ronin from Visions. Wow. Season one. So, um, episode one. Yeah, from the first season. So, and this is timely because we're doing our first uh, episode review. Did you get five of them? Oh, I mean six because Clayton's here. Did you get six of them? Uh, I have the links. I will gladly share. <laughs> Shoot, this was not a cheap. This thing was not a cheap date. You got to get rid of the cats for this. Don't have the cats nearby. Yeah, the cats are gonna. Yeah, he's gonna it. come out and then for this and then go right back into the box because. Uh, I don't trust the cats. You shouldn't. So a lot of little except like there's so many little accessories with this thing. So the sword and everything, and I don't even want to take it out. Yeah, right see, now, trying but, to open that, um, all the little tabards that are like flying off of him, and like all the strands and strings off of his robes. So yeah, I gotta. That's uh, that's gonna come in handy here. Real. This is the problem with actual unboxing is is I haven't actually yeah. opened this yet. So He's going to watch me. do this. It's an authentic it. unboxing. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, not pre-staged. What's it oh, smell like? Does sick. it smell fresh? Like when you open it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you can't eat it, Joe. Like oh, fresh petroleum. Are there fiber crystals edible? Oh my gosh, this thing's going to be like so freaking Hey, bad. while he's opening that, Joe, have you had the tropical Sour Patch Kids? Tropical? Uh, so so yeah. at 
uh, I think it's Sweets, the the candy store. Yeah. They do have the individual Sour Patch, and I have had the pineapple, which are bomb. Okay. I, w- I think watermelon are top, and then I would put uh, pineapple okay. right below. Oh dang, nothing's for those of you guys on the video. Look at look at how like the up. the robes just flow on this thing, and it's all like black and white. So he's there's no real color yeah, to it, like other than the the saber. That thing is that. sick looking. Okay. Wow, Individual strands sick. of hair just flowing in the wind. So good. High price. We'll, we'll talk more about visions later when we do the review. But yes. I think for me, the the that episode of visions uh, was it called Ronin? Yes. Mm. I don't know that nothing touches that episode. That was like the best. It was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Visually it it was incredible. Oh, it's Um, called the duel. That R2 unit with bamboo uh, top. Yeah. Yeah. That was just so rad. Dude, even, even the lightsaber umbrella thing that Inquisitor had, I was just like, what the heck? And then somebody did that at at Comic-Con last year. Yeah, we've got a cosplayer here in Southern California, and she's got that character. So, awesome. and then I've got so from the uh, from the Princess Bride, not the Princess. Oh my god! Um, so <laughs> from the the, villi- the Village Bride, <laughs> the episode, <laughs> the, the episode titled The Village Bride. So suppose, so supposedly from a Japanese storytelling perspective, The Village Bride was actually like the most authentic Japanese storytelling of all the different Visions episodes that they did. Um, and it's there's just some beautiful moments in that one. You lost. I've, 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 I've been drawn to that one. Now I got John. I know. I know. I, I just head and inconceivable <sighs> and inconceivable. <it's> <laughs> the peanut the peanut gallery here. So, um, so the the other thing that I got that I wanted to talk about, and I'm actually not going to do much talking about it, is this. Mm. So uh, this is the Star Wars timelines book, ooh. and this is actually the segue. What a coincidence. Our guest. Yay. I need to order this. <laughs> and of course I did that as soon as Clayton started eating something. <laughs> That's okay. I eat all the time, Clayton. Don't worry about it. I'm like Khan in the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm constantly. Nice. Clayton, what are you working on? What's on your workbench? <laughs> or did you work on anything recently that you want to talk about? Um, you know, I, first of all, uh, I greatly admire what you guys do because I've always wanted to do it and I've never uh had the i've never committed to it and i really need to commit to it because i really i would i would love a tk like that's that's my like standard we can help you with that i would love to do that we can help you with that so i haven't been working on anything um no work-wise is you know we've just been uh keeping busy with tv stuff timelines came out last week so we've been uh kind of busy talking about that and um yeah, it's just kind of kind of cranking along. I have another. So tell, yeah, tell us about the book. Well, I am one fifth of the author team, uh, along with Kristen Baver and Amy Recal, um, Jason Fry and Cole Horton, and uh, I'm very excited. I'm very proud of it. Um, and the the really cool thing for me is that it's not like you kind of work on it together. Um, Everybody kind of had their own section that they were working on. So, can you can you talk it, about how, how it was copy. divvied up? So, what's that? Can you talk about how it was divvied up? Like, what was your section? Uh, yeah, to, so like I was, Christmas, I was for basically example. the the um, the Age of Rebellion. So basically, everything from the Battle of Yavin to the Battle of Jakku. Heck yeah! And oh, nice. And I, you know, I came to it kind of late in the sense that. Uh, 
some of the others had joined in like May of 2021 and I didn't come aboard until um, mid to late August. So, uh, so I kind of jumped into it uh, very quickly and um, I was excited because this was sort of the era that I grew up with. And so I, I felt sort of somewhat familiar with it. Little did I know uh, how many, how hard it was actually going to be. Um, I, I used I've used the analogy before. I thought it was going to be like, you know, taking apart a lasagna and laying it out, and it, it just ended up being like this crazy pile of spaghetti because there was just so many uh, things that happen between the movies that are that are depicted in the comics. For the comics were really the the things that. Um, you know, I was kind of generally familiar with some of the stories, but you know, when you when you when you read these things, you know, I, I was not reading them at the time with the mind that oh, I need to sort of ha have take an analytical mind to this and figure out where it, where it might lie. So, so I basically had to go back and refamiliarize myself and read all of those comics that take place in between. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. Films, a lot. <laughs> uh, so, so books, uh, books, comics, all of that stuff, uh, video games, um, and, Did... and piece it all, piece it all together. And, and sometimes it's easier said than done. <laughs> Did you did you have to detangle like the stuff that's considered legends versus canon? For, and, and only focus on the canon stuff? Yeah, it, or? Was, it was all it was all canon stuff, basically. So, so okay. that that uh, right there made it made it a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, even even when I, I made the joke that that there's so many stories that take place that it, it, it would have been like impossible for Luke, Han and Leia and the others to actually have enough time to complete all of these, all of these missions and all of these stories. Like there's just too many, too many stories. It would have taken more than five years, but uh, obviously they were very busy and they, they got it all done. Um, but yeah, it was uh, kind of sorting, sorting things out, um, you know, bouncing it over to Lucasfilm, getting their input, um, making revisions and, uh, yeah, it was it was quite quite the process, but again, it was just it was the hardest thing I have I have ever done. It hmm. sort of tapped into uh, my skill set, I think, because a lot of it, it, you know, if you read it, a lot of the the sections that you've been showing, you know, it's 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 short short blurbs in order to get a lot of events on on a two page spread. So it kind of tapped into. Uh, I almost felt it was like, you know, those, those news tickers that they run at the bottom of the screen, like on yeah. a news broadcast, it's like yeah. short like that, which you would think, Oh, well, it's short. You, you're, you're, um, you know, you don't have to put that much time or effort into it. And, and I found that it's actually the exact opposite. You, you have to know all of the stuff in order to figure out what's important and how to, how to boil it down into, you know, some of these are, four or five words some of them are you know longer um it's but, so much uh, information it, like, it's so much so information much. so many stories and uh so many um so many different types of media i mean that there's stuff in here from from video games and it's and growing audio and it's and growing constantly too it's like wow and and right that's the hard part too trying to keep up with uh, a like a timeline but everything is either in a book or a comic or in a game or in a show or in a movie. 
and but and because so, a lot of people don't read comics and they're missing out on like key moments exactly. in these stories that 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 lead to other things that that they're like how do well how did that happen well you should yeah read yeah or, you know a hundred percent watch and, the animated series or whatever you know yeah yeah absolutely it's uh it, it's a it's a lot to to <laughs> throw in there and like my se- my section also included like the war of the bounty hunters section Ooh. and it was we were, we were we were writing that spread at the same time that the comics were coming out so in some cases we'd be getting copies in advance but in other cases you'd have to wait till things uh came out and so with publishing obviously you have to have a cutoff point so there are there are clearly things that are not going to be in here um that'll have to be you know you're gonna have to redo it in a couple years yeah yeah yeah. but it it was tricky because it was like things were things were coming out as as we were trying to put it together and we were doing our best to try and get everything squeezed in there uh at the last at the last moment um so it would be as up to date as possible but uh that's my time period so i gotta i gotta get this book because i am glad that it's a lot of fun yeah Yeah, i'm an ot guy and that's i mean that is that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. Well, well, his section so, was the OT, but it, it it it's a timeline of the whole timeline, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 So like, right. so like Cole had it. Cole Horton, uh, for example, was writing the section that includes the High Republic, right? And you know, I thought I had it hard. Probably two thirds of what he was putting into that chapter hadn't been released yet. So <laughs> that's he, all I mean, very he, new. It's hard, yeah. It's it, it was tough. He he uh, he had he had quite the steep steep curve to 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 get up, but um, but yeah, it's really cool because like I, I haven't I I just got it my own copy not long ago, so I haven't even been through a lot of it that uh, that's awesome that the other that the other authors worked on, and so it's so much fun just kind of going through it and and you know speaking of the comics you'll notice especially in my section between the films a lot of the artwork that you see is taken right out of the comics uh because there is so much that we uh that we talk about and there you go conflict in the outer rim hey Hey, there we are (laughs) i think that's i think that's so sorry no go ahead brian i I just i think that's really cool that you work on a particular section and then you have co-writers, you know, basically workmates that you're working with, but you don't see it. And then you get to see this finished product, which is, I, I don't know. I think that's adds a little bit of an element of surprise. Cause you're writing your section, you're looking at it, you're editing it over and yep. over and over again, you know, it in and out. And then, and then to open it up to the whole broad picture, I think that's, that's gotta be really fulfilling and, and something super cool. So it's it's totally fulfilling and it's also pretty humbling because when you talk about you know great names who have worked on some great stuff i mean jason fry amy rickow i mean kristen baber and cole too i mean uh i was in this is my first first book project ever and uh i was like uh what am i doing here (laughs) how how did you how did i sneak in the door here because these people are fantastic at this stuff and uh so so it was it was really really humbling and it was cool to dk the editors at dk are amazing ruth amos and uh and and emma grange and 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 matt they were i mean they were they were and, and the whole crew like i should have somewhere a printout of uh like some of the actual timelines in here, 
they had us uh, like on some of the battles and things when we're figuring out the branches and things like that. Those sketches originally came from us, and we all sent in like these crayon drawings that were you know really rough ovals and <laughs> branches and sort of. And what the DK designers uh, took and and turned it into uh, was unbelievable. There's nobody better at designing, you know, uh, th- these layouts than, than those guys. So that it was, that was amazing. That was cool to see. Cool to see. We, were, we were also working on spreadsheets, so we never saw anything laid out in a visual way. So that was the other thing when, when we opened it up and it's like, holy cow, this is, this is what this is supposed to look like. That That's rad. I'm a visual person, so I can imagine yeah. how you felt when you actually can see all the work you've yeah. been doing. Is yeah. there a, is there a, a maybe a story or a vignette or an example of when you were doing your research, you're like, maybe you knew something, but he was like, oh man, this is really cool. Like just a, a portion of that era that of that period that you were diving into and you're like, you know, just geeking out. Does anything stand out? Man, you know, it's the sections between like um, Empire and Jedi that like there were these just little moments like like you were saying earlier, just the. It's, it's all this connective tissue between between a lot of these stories. So, like, I never knew until uh, uh, until reading some of the um, – uh, this came from a novel. Like, the first time that Luke Skywalker moves an object with the Force, right? Like, really neat little milestones like that. Yeah. That, uh, that, the, that only the comics or the books ever covered. And, and so – there were a lot of little moments like like that one that were that were pretty fun to just sort That's of neat. discover along the way. So at Celebration, Lucasfilm in their big panel introduced three new eras to the the timeline: um, the the dawn of the Jedi, the New Republic, which is kind of a time period that we're familiar with, at least thanks to the Mando and and, and all of those shows, yeah. um, and then the New Jedi Order, which is now out in the future. Did any of that? get to inform any of the content of the book at all? Or was that just as much of a surprise to you guys when they announced it as it was to the fans? That was, that was a surprise. Yeah. That was a total surprise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sets you guys up for a volume two or a second edition or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, you know, my, my guess is in about uh, two or three years, they'll, they'll have enough to, to justify revisiting it and, uh, and doing an updated and expanded uh, addition, but yeah, no, that was, that was total, total surprise to us. A lot of it was like, there were, you know, we wouldn't, uh, I, I don't think it's giving anything away to say that we were, you know, we knew that the Obi-Wan series was coming out, for example, last year when we were finishing up. Um, uh, but it's, it's not like we got, we didn't get any previews or anything, you know, there was no, there was no advance, advance anything. There's so many people involved. It's gotta be impossible to like, let everybody know you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, I think it just go. they, they just want to keep everything. Uh, they, they want, they want people to be surprised. And um, yeah. So, so we did our best, but there were, there were things added to my chapter even after uh, like there was a part of uh, uh, from uh, book of Boba Fett that were added to my chapter much, much later. So, uh, so yeah, we I wonder if Filoni... in, there's so much more to, so much more to do. I wonder if Filoni reads this and just makes sure, I don't know, <laughs> criticizes it. 
Yeah, in, in a way, it's tough because you don't want to, um, from from a storytelling creative perspective, I suppose you don't want to be locked into any any sort of hard dates on anything to just give you some more flexibility. But we'll see. There's so much happening. So much. Hey, Ramy. Hey, Ramy. What? <laughs> Being hailed. This encryption's new. This is my take a while. He's right there, Stephen. He's right I'm, there. I'm right here. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I say, hey, Ramy. You say what? I know. Then- I know. I was trying to mix it up and it just fell flat. I just. <laughs> we, we do this dance every week and just, you know, I was trying to. Trying to, trying to introduce a little spice in, in the life there, Stephen. <laughs> so a little bit of, we'll start out with a little bit of Pedro Pascal news. So um, Pedro has signed on to star in Zach Krieger's new movie titled Weapons. Um, details about the story are vague, but it's been described as an interrelated multi-story horror epic that tonally is in the vein of Magnolia, which was a, uh, a 1999 um actor cram showcase from from filmmaker uh, paul thomas anderson so i don't know anything about this but this is another project so uh, part of the reason other than it being pedro is just it'll be interesting to see what the, how the filming schedule of this um intertwines with the work on mandalorian season four although i would predict that with everything that he's got going on I, really the voiceover he just needs time in the sound booth to come in and do voice so i don't think it's that big of an i don't think mando's ever going to take his helmet off again with how well it worked for season three I agree. I agree. At least, I mean, it, it will need to be meaningful yeah. if they do it again. Yeah. So, Pedro um, and they're looking to in. begin shooting. Yeah. They're looking <laughs> to begin shooting um, of that film in the fall. Um, in the meantime, Pascal's gearing up to go into production on uh, the gladiator sequel for Ridley Scott. I um, told you guys months, there was so. a sequel to that. Hmm. Yeah. You guys all thought I was high. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he is now associated with that. I don't know what his, role is or if it's the lead or, or supporting role or anything, but, uh, but he'll be in that. So, um, unfortunately it, though, it's not the time. It's not the original script where Maximus time travels to the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I expect that this will actually, the, the film work that he's doing is going to impact his work on season two of the last of us more than it will the Mandalorian since he's obviously not wearing a helmet for that one. So, um, a so a little bit of a soca news. So, a, a lot of these, uh, the next stories, kind of all dovetail into each other because uh, Empire Magazine's got a big twenty-page uh, spread on Star Wars in general um, coming up in their summer issue. So, uh, Filoni was taught in the cast did an interview, and they were talking about uh, Ahsoka and Thrawn. So, uh, in the in the modern Thrawn canon novels, you know Thrawn's sort of set up as, as an anti-hero. He's not really set up as the bad guy. Like it, the book's about him. So you don't really want to vision him as, as this bad guy. But Filoni had this to say about Thrawn and how he is portrayed in Ahsoka. Um, and presumably if he's involved in the film that the Filoni's working on in that. So he says, he's definitely the bad guy in the new Republic era. In my eyes, when Timothy Zahn wrote heir to the empire, Thrawn became this very iconic villain because he was different than anything we'd seen before. He wasn't another helmet wearing lightsaber wielding bad guy. You know, there's a lot to pull to make characters that are like Vader because it's so iconic, but the boldness that Tim had was to make somebody that wasn't like that, that didn't have these abilities, but could fight in a different way in the world, in the words of star Wars, the war part of it, him being a grand admiral, a leader, a military strategist, a Moriarty archetype, 
someone that will outthink you, outstrategize you. That really resonated. He's a critical player in this time period. We're fortunate to have the, that character and fortunate to have Lars Mikkelsen playing him. So also in Ahsoka News, so on that same article, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead was describing sort of the constant thread that the show has around um, the notion of found family saying that it's it's the through line of the show the strength that they need to get through what they're facing requires them to come back together and redefine that family and then rosario dawson added the immediate connection between them is such a strength because you trust that there's history there you feel it for the for the ones that have been anticipating this story to go on for a long time they're going to feel really happy so again i mean this is essentially a live action continuation of rebels which is what a lot of fans have been asking for so um, in that same Empire Magazine article, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was asked about uh, kind of the many ongoing projects that we've heard about, but don't really have any update on uh, recently. So when she was asked about working with uh, Ryan Johnson, she said, Ryan and I talk all the time. He just keeps getting more and more successful and it keeps moving things back further and further. One day we'll figure it out. So that's relative to his his film project that's been rumored for a long time. Uh Lando and Rogue Squadron, which were both announced on Disney's Investor Day back in 2020, um, along with the other project called A Droid Story, which we haven't heard anything about since then. Um, And while we've heard quite a bit about Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron ups and downs, um, we haven't really heard much about Lando. Um, Back at the time, the only name attached to Lando other than Donald Glover was Justin uh, Simeon, who had previously worked on uh, Dear White People. Since then, Simeon moved on to direct Disney's latest Haunted Mansion film, which uh, comes out this July. And then he's also signed on to direct uh, Flashdance reboot, of all things, and a documentary series with Forrest Whitaker. So it's unclear whether he's still attached to the project or not. But but Kathleen Kennedy had this to say about both Rogue Squadron and Lando. She says, Lando is still on the books and Rogue Squadron is still in the books. We want them to be great. So, you know, she's saying, listen, if it takes us longer to make sure that these are the quality that we want, we're happy to let it take longer. That's just how it goes. Um. And since Clayton's got his Acolyte shirt on, we can talk a little bit about some Acolyte news. Uh, That's right. So there's only a couple weeks worth of filming, but a full year's worth of post-production to do still on the film. So showrunner uh, Leslie Headland revealed that her original pitch to Kathleen Kennedy for Acolyte was simply frozen meets Kill Bill. Uh, But recently she added, I want to take that revisionist version of female villains that you see in a fairy tale media and tell it through that lens. So she, she went on to say she, had, she insisted the focus will be on female villains, which for her hit especially close to home by saying, when I was a young queer girl, I was just hanging out with Ursula and the sea, the sea Witch from The Little Mermaid. As a queer girl growing up, if you don't identify with the heroes and the villains show up and they're all queer coded, like you're like, yes, that's me. As a queer filmmaker, you're going to see some camp inevitably. But I would say that tonally our references are darker. So the series takes place a hundred years before Phantom Menace. We knew that. And the, the, it's this, we're going to see the Sith starting to in, infiltrate the Jedi order and the Jedi are completely blindsided. They don't know this is coming. So the series is going to explore exactly how that happens. And the, the plot thread that, that Hedlund uses is, is an investigation. It's almost like a crime drama kind of theme. Um, an investigation of a series of mysterious crimes that's kicked off when a former Padawan, um, which is series lead Amanda Stenberg, uh, reunites with her former master, which is uh, Lee, Lee Jung Jae. So now some of this detail, like, I, I want to say that they must have talked about this. I didn't get to go to the Acolyte panel in London, so I'm going to say they probably talked more in detail about this. So I don't know how much of this is news, but some of this was new to me. It says, uh, the world of the Acolyte is populated by a vast array of Jedi characters, which was 
also kind of the problem for them. We start with Stenberg's character, who Hedlund described to Empire as Joan of Arc Meek's uh, Gogo Yubari, which is the historical character and the 17-year-old character from Kill Bill, respectively. Um, Stenberg added that the, the character has clay-rolled dreadlocks, which is a North African uh, reference, in the territory of what we, we had been revealed before, but again, this was news to me. We, we also have Char Charlie Barnett as a Jedi Knight, Dean Charles Chapman as a Jedi with supposedly great hair. I'm not sure why the article referenced that, but we're, we'll find out. Uh, Daphne Keene as a, as a Thelan, half alien, half human Jedi, who Keene described as David Bowie meets Star Wars. So I'm interested in that one. <laughs> um, said They said, I have a little mullet. I have horns. It's cute. So uh, we knew that uh, Jonas uh, Suotamo uh, is a Wookiee Jedi. Jody Turner-Smith is a Force user who's neither Sith nor Jedi. And then finally, Manny Jacinto, uh, just as a regular guy who gets swept up in this Jedi business. And uh, and then uh, we've also got uh, Rebecca Henderson as a fan favorite. Uh, Vernestro Ruo. I don't know how to say this. Too many vowels in this word. Um who made a splash in the High Republic Phase One books? Um, so that I, I, and Clayton, maybe in your work on the book, does did you get you work, didn't work on the uh, High Republic era, but no, this Ver, Vernestra R W O H. I'm not even sure how to pronounce that, but apparently that's a character that was in the High Republic. So, well, so there's a confirmation right there that we've got a name from a character in the High Republic that's actually going to be a character in making the jump into live action in Acolyte. And I will say, out of all the Star Wars footage uh, that they showed in London, uh, the Acolyte got me got me most excited. It it looks great. Yeah. And then the last thing I have here is another quote from uh, Headland. Uh, she says, when you're doing something completely original like we are, you want to question the status quo of the era that you live in. What I think is so interesting right now is that everybody thinks they're right. The Jedi really think they're right. And George Lucas tells us that they're wrong in Phantom Menace. They missed a huge aspect of the dark side rising. They just felt like that just felt like fertile ground to look into what's going on for, for us all right now. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, when, when we hear the, the Jedi council talking about, uh, you know, they're, they're surprised that, that this has snuck up on them. We're going to see kind of how things broke down and how that started to play out. So that's interesting. Well, I wonder if we get to see Yoda. You would think, Acolyte, right? right? He's around. I mean, he's he's there. Mm. He's what, like mm. seven hundred years old or something at that point? <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. That is him. He's ages. The the acolyte stuff. None of that was. Um, it was the panel only, right? And like none of it's been released. As far as I know, no. And I and I don't think, at least I haven't seen it leaked out anywhere. Um, right. It was so kind of a teasery sort of. Uh, Clipper yeah. that they put together because again they're still they were still shooting so they had kind of pulled pulled some highlights and added some effects and stuff and uh but but as 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 the overall look of a series it was spectacular i mean it, it looked great um just a couple more articles here in the news um one little bit on andor and this one's quick um so we already knew the andor season two it's 12 episodes um set to have four individual three episode arcs um with one year between each arc uh, but what we now know is that the final arc literally encompasses the three days leading up into rogue one oh, nice so it's so so the show is literally going to lead straight into you'll be able to watch those last three episodes and then start Rogue One, and it is all just and one thing. And that's the same way Rogue One leads right into A New Hope. 
Like, yep. yeah, dude. seamlessly. I Come like on. Gilroy is yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. This is where we get depend undergarments. And you just, <laughs> <laughs> you just put it. Just binge it. Just binge it's on it Disney Plus, dude. You can pause. Don't move. You can go to the back. No, yeah, no, Brian, you don't pause. We're, oh, the, dude, we're the dad batch. Awesome. We already have depends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, three, three out of the five. <laughs> Wait, you, you which, got which one? Which side yes. am I? I mean, it's yes, the top right, row. I you're mean, on this side. You're on this side. You guys are on the bottom over club up here. You know what I mean? Like Stephen and John are in a different class. We, we had Ben Gay last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, can we get that out? I got that somewhere. <laughs> So the, the last little bit of news, and, and I'm actually interested because I know, Clayton, you covered uh, this uh, with scripts, uh, your, your day job, right? So um, the, the Hollywood writer strike, so a little bit of relevant news. So Tony Gilroy, um, who had previously honored the writer's portion of the strike by stopping his writing duties on Andor, um, which arguably the writing on paper should have long since been done. Um, but but he has also now, as of as either late yesterday or today, he's he's ceased all producing activities as well. So um, and that's just kind of in solidarity with, which is we're seeing a lot of you know the other unions are honoring the writer strike by also kind of stopping production. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know I, I know that um, the scripts are may, may be technically done. Uh, although I know that he Tony Gilroy was supposed to appear at a uh, screening, an Andor screening on the Disney lot. This was maybe two or three days before. Might have actually been the Monday night before they went on strike, and he did not show up to that, presumably because he was writing writing the rest of these uh, these episodes. But but again, like you know, I, I talked to dozens of writers and sort of got a little more insight into just how shows and 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 movies work when it comes to the writing and and it is a constant ongoing um process i mean the the things need to be rewritten for a, a variety of reasons um uh, over the course of of shooting something so um i would be uh, I, I would think that he would even want to sort of step back and have everything kind of come to a halt just so they can wait to do it and do it right once everything gets uh, ironed out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine, you know, as a creator, I would be, uh, yeah, it, it would, I, I would think it would be incredibly frustrating to sit there and watch knowing that something needs to be changed or that you could make it better in the moment and not being able to because of the strike. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so, so I, I assume he's probably happy to wait and, uh, everybody's happy to wait and, and make sure they get the best, the best story in the end. Yeah, for sure. Takes a village. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the news. And I think that also brings us kind of, we, you've got, uh, pressing, pressing duties calling, right? right I, I right do, here. I do have to, I do have to jump back into it, but, uh, Thank you for so, having me on. This was amazing. Yeah, and thank you. And thanks we'll for, remind everybody to go check out check out your book, Star Wars Timelines. Yeah, so Star Wars Timelines. I found I found it at Barnes and Noble. I, I walked right in and it was sitting there. So I have excellent. it open. I'm about to hit order. So oh, <laughs> excellent, great, yeah. And uh, yeah, check us out on on Scripps News every once in a while. Cool. And uh, yeah, I'll, we'll come back and we'll do this again soon. And, and let's work. Yeah. Let's work on a TK for you. We can we can yes. make that happen. That's I mean, right. these guys yeah. all can. They're in Southern That's California. what I got I out of this whole thing. I'll just support them. <laughs> yeah. 
You're making a TK and we recorded it. So it's that. Oh, and you, we, so we can, we can help you build the kit and you can document it. We can do it. We can do it as a, as a story for sure. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to do the thing where you just like buy everything and have somebody do it for you. My, my, I understand the ethos of doing this is putting in the work to actually, to actually do it. And that, that sort of, it's much more rewarding, I think. You can way. you can do it too, especially with help. It, it's really like, oh, yeah. Yeah. people always ask me like, oh, you know, how do you build this, whatever? And I go, it can, a, a stormtrooper is like building a model. I'm you all know, thumbs. When you're a yeah, kid, like- you build a model car, a model plane, a model Star Wars ship. Building mm-hmm. a, a stormtrooper is not that much different. It's just on a bigger Sweet. scale. So Sweet. You, you right, the same it it's the same book. I think you would find it. Thanks, fun. Clayton. Have a good let's one. Let's do it. Yeah, Clayton, thanks uh, for having me, guys. Before, yeah. before you leave, Clayton, uh, let the listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, so you can watch us on uh, Scripps News. We're all around the country streaming all your all your favorite streaming services or scriptsnews.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter for the time being until it implodes, at Clayton <laughs> underscore Sandell, uh, and on Instagram, uh, at Clayton Sandell. No spaces or anything, so. One of those places you should be able to track me down. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you thank again you for coming so on with us. Thanks, gents. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Thanks. May the force Bye. be with you. Thank you. May the force be with you. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? My father. He go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius, oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. This week, I, I chose something random that I happened to catch on Amazon Prime. It's called Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1. And it's basically a one-take... 77 minute long battle between one dude and 400 other it's Mushashi men. Mushashi who's like the greatest samurai ever and I was the Is first one was... to watch this too by the way I would like yeah to you were the first one take that for the record I was the first well one I started it yesterday and then um I didn't continue until today yeah I had a four-hour drive this morning and I had it on while it was yeah so let, let let's talk about that. So did, who who caught that? I know Brian did. Joe did. Oh, I think we all watched. Did it. you watch it, yeah. Amy? Unfortunately, I I deserved the right to go first since I watched it first. I I, I didn't, but I saw a screenshot and I was told can it was I, very repetitive. So I'm going to assume can that I, I go saw first. If you right, saw, can I go first? if you saw, right, hold on, a screenshot. Brian, hold on. Okay. Multiply that by however many seconds. Let's live. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So hold on. Okay. So Brian, go ahead. You you can tell me what you thought first. Go ahead. Well done. Set it up. You, you well, I want to set it up. up. Yeah. So. so, I mean, le- like you've just heard everyone sort of say, it is a bit redundant. There is a lot of the because there's only so many so moves. But let's bit. let's hold on. There's some. There's the history that I read of it that this was filmed in 2008. Okay. Or 2007. No, no, no. That whole scene was filmed in like 2008. The fight and scene. And it sat dormant. The fight scene. The, the, okay. the 70 there's there's two fight scenes though I, yeah Hold yes on. but the 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 long one which is one cut yes right so it's it's right. a 77 yes. minute fight scene that's one take there's no edits through the whole thing that was filmed in 2008 
and it sat dormant. And through a Kickstarter campaign, they raised some money in 2020, <laughs> 2021. Yeah, because so it's funny? 2021 when it came out again. Yeah. Um, they Kickstarter raised the money. They added the CGI effects and then filmed some extra scenes. So <laughs> great so, CGI. No, no, no. So listen. So the, the, the movie blood. starts it's the blood. with like a backstory. You know, they, they kind of explain who, who there's this kid yes. and this old man and they're kind of going through it. And then all of a sudden it jumps to <laughs> this fight scene. It just starts. The dude shows up and they're like, there he is. Let's kill him, you know, and go ahead. So I love me some samurai <laughs> movies. If you've seen 13 Assassins, which we'll have to talk about at some point in time, that is an amazing movie. Like, we'll do that I, I will say, the, the, <laughs> dude, Raimi's cat. Raimi. Raimi's cat. What's up can with your you, cat, dude? Can you barbecue one of those? Like, what's going on? No. Sorry, I meant to um, have it muted. I no, it's the, the the concept of it is is beautiful. The the single take shot is is awesome. The, the costumes, the accuracy is you know, I'm a Japanese connoisseur, samurai connoisseur. Um I, I thought it was beautiful. I thought the camera angles were awesome. One guy fighting four hundred people. Um it, he killed people three different ways. It was right. either a overhead chop to the top of the head. Yeah, yeah. Or it was <laughs> sliced to the gut. Running at them, running at him <laughs> with his with their arms over their sword over their head, running straight at him, and he would just slice right uh, in their stomach. There was one other way to I can't remember, but those two were like <laughs> so he killed about three hundred people in that same way. So about fifteen minutes in, you're like. Uh, I mean, there's Do ten you, dudes behind them. Just stab let me add to that. Let me add to that. Hold on. Yeah. Hold, hold on. I would say probably traditional <laughs> Japanese samurai fighting. It's probably very one on one. It's not. You know, they're not going to stab you in the back because that's not respectful. Um, but okay. And one other thing, when it started raining, did you notice <laughs> it only rained over like a circle? <laughs> Yeah. The rain machine is like over. It's them just a shower head, right? You can see it in the back. It's dry. <laughs> Some dude off camera. So let, me, let me add to the to the fight commentary. I also noticed the same four or five guys were always at the front line, like the same yes. dude in the same clothes with the same exact stance and face would would, would basically engage die kind of crawl out of out of the you know out of the yes. scene and they run off he'd run one way and he'd he be would, ready again to, he would <laughs> gut him he would gut him and they would like stumble they would off crawl off side. and that's another thing i noticed every single person in the first hour doesn't die and, and just stay there they all crawl <laughs> off because they're yes. all peeling back in yes. to join the fight again which is so even though it was one against four hundred, it was really one against maybe like, yeah. eight, and it was just the same eight like over and over and over. And then only yeah. ten of them actually fight, and the rest are kind of in the background, but, like looking menacing. But but I will say when he fights the like quote unquote bosses, like when he comes the boss fights, you guys that are like the boss fights, like those are sick. After the, the fight in the rain is sick, even though it's underneath the showerhead. Um, <laughs> the, the, the um. Uh, and then, and then when it fast forwards to the new scene, which all of a sudden, like, wow, they're fighting is so much more dynamic. Because <laughs> it's because that's eight years it's, later. Yeah. It's, I mean, I uh, 
appreciated the concept and where they were going with it. I, I think there was too many just like, come on, like parts <laughs> in it to make me want to keep it. I'm not disappointed I watched it. I watched it while I was driving, which means I have paid attention to it. Um, and it was nice because there was no, there was no, there was no, because I watched it in Japanese, but there was, they didn't talk at all. So right. Like, I put subtitles on and like by th- three quarters of the movie, there's no, there's no uh, dialogue. Yes. I think Just if you were limited that. on time and you want to watch a samurai movie, I would recommend 13 Assassins over this. Yeah, but No, this is the type of movie. I'm not disappointed I watch it. You can watch this like as a background thing. Like I, I was like taping yes. up helmets today and getting them ready to paint and I have this on. And like you don't miss anything because he'll fight and, and you're, you're watching it and it's the same move. And then you can look down <laughs> and look back up and it's the same move. And, and he pauses for a minute. He'll like wipe his hair out of his face or like the sweat. And then they'll go Drink again. Water. Yeah, they'll stand up like this for a minute, so, and then just belly slices for half an hour. I, I tell you, the the single shot thing, though. I mean that it, yeah, the single shot, the accuracy of the costumes and how they looked, I would say is is phenomenal. And, and the so. dude is exhausted by the end. You can see him like huffing and puffing. I want to know how they got dirt and blood on him and stuff because that—that's what I was wondering too. I'm like, they didn't cut. It, it's the same. And how about like his maybe, break? How about his break? When the guy runs off screen. He's putting some jam on his arm, him. and then he rubs him. It's in a fight. He just keeps adding more and more. It's just no, weathering. All of a sudden, and, and, he's and got like blood, and, and and you know, he's like he's yeah. hurt. His arm is hurt at one point. I do his like leg the, is hurt at one point. I want to know. I literally, while I was watching it, there's the part where he kind of takes a break. Right where he like <laughs> so he, he drinks water, he got some water. And those, no, 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 no. But he runs off, and then like two dudes start arguing. Like two of the bad guys start arguing, and he disappears for a while. I'm like, what's he doing? Is he drinking a protein shake? Is he eating <laughs> some sushi? Like, what's, his, what's he doing? <laughs> like, the craft services getting something to drink, <laughs> eating a sandwich, sitting down. Yeah, this reminded me. The reason why I guess why I was not impressed is because I have two boys. And I just remember when they were like seven and ten with two sticks. You've seen these moves before. Just beating the crap out of each other for not 77 minutes, but like 77 hours nonstop. <laughs> and then and then come to find out, oh, one of them was recording it the whole time. Hey dad, check out this check out this movie that we made. And it's the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, boys. So like, you saw the prequel. Wow, cool. Oh yeah, I saw the making of it. You I saw, saw that behind it. the scenes, basically. <laughs> behind the scenes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the the, the other movie. So the, I can't get that time back. The circular. Ding. No, that was the, no. There was two. There was two. I know that the two specific. Or, or just the blocking, because he would just block, block to block, the head, block. where he would hit the guy in the head, and a little bit of blood would come out, and then it was. The <laughs> yeah, gut, it's like a the gut cut. Yeah. A I mean, there was moments where there'd be like. 20 dudes would run at him in single file stomach <laughs> stomach, stomach stomach the one time the one time i was excited was when the little boy looks up at a butterfly oh. and the ninja comes out of a tree and slices him right in his head i'm like yeah because the that was my one in the same mo- was, in the moment that was good. in the same mo- would it that was my one yes no, would it, and then the rest went downhill fast forward that was seven new. years forward when he was older and those dudes jumped him and he murked all of them and it was like it was like an avengers movie he was like <laughs> uh, yeah. any anyone else want to share their that. thoughts i can't get that time um, i'd like to delete now. this from the hard drive <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's taking up too much gig. I'm, d- I'm gonna can keep re- it. I'd like to delete so, it. I'd like to delete it from my memory. Uh, yeah. So can I wreck? Halfway through, I was almost gonna tell all you guys to like forget about it, just because I no no of the redundancy. I think this is good because usually it's always like home runs or like I talk crap on a bunch of stuff, but I will use this moment to make a recommendation. 13 assassins which i believe is on netflix <laughs> yeah don't watch this is watch what brian is recommending very r-rated um it's extremely oh boring. is it on netflix i think it's on netflix it's 13 called 13 assassins, assassins. Okay. it's very good it's ve- there's one like really disturbing part but it's like quick but um if you oh, want to cool. see 13 samurai take on 400 people and not do the same two is moves it, is it 400 to one i don't know dude it's a lot. Well, it's 13 assassins versus a bunch. It's very, very good. So I highly recommend the 13 assassins. Is it the number 13 see, or the word 13? Positive. The number 13. Okay. Is it on Netflix? Do you see it? I'm gonna, I'm still, I was still looking through that. Uh, through, it's, through 400 first one. Make 10 men feel like 100. I will As tell you, it is, it is amazing. So. Is it possible to get negative Rotten Tomatoes? But see, look. See, look, look at this. We come out of Hunter's Green Hard Drive, Green. kind of pooping on a video, on a movie, and we're <laughs> recommending something to replace it. So there you no, go. Well, Lemons, I, no I'm keeping it because I like the concept. And sure. although the execution fell a bit short, I commend the concept. The idea. Yes. yes. The you cinematography was, like? was, it was like It was like watching a first, like, first player video game. Yes. It was yeah. like you're just going through the stages. Yeah. What was that movie? Like what was that kill. game called? That, yeah, that Samurai game? Ninja Gaiden. Ghost of a uh, ghost, no, ghost of Steven. Kurosawa it's like you're watching you're, you're watching a video game, but there's a glitch because you keep seeing the same thing over and over again. Hey, it's not on Netflix. <laughs> uh, Brian. They only, it's like they only rendered six assassins, <laughs> and they're <laughs> they yeah, they keep coming back. <laughs> Brian, that, that movie's scenes, not on Netflix. It's not all right. Look it up though. It's somewhere. It's on something. Thirteen assassins. Thirteen assassins. Um, oh, I, I just, I still want to know when homie took a break. What did he do? Did he sit down? Did he get foot massage? Got some crap. Did he have a, got some cream. Did he have a shake. Did he have a Coca Cola? What did he? Some Rushi. He got some Rushi real quick. Some Rushi. Which is right. which is a uh, short for rushed sushi for those who. Let me tell you. I think oh, this is yeah. one of the best hunters hard drives ever. Are we gonna talk about Guardians oh. of the Galaxy three or what are we doing? No, no. we're gonna talk about it's not the type of podcast. Visions, uh, Star Wars Visions. Oh, sweet! I watched it, uh, season two, episode one. Yeah, right? episode two, titled Sith. Episode one, the Sith, or just Sith? It's called Sith. Sith. Yeah. Runtime of sixteen minutes. Go ahead, John. John, me? You don't have music or, Joe. or nothing. You? No, is, oh, is this part of your hard drive? Oh no, I thought. I, <gasps> yeah. Oh, John, was it? Oh, I thought uh, Ramy was going to talk about it. Yeah, sure. Look how prepared um, we are. Yeah, I guess we can all talk about it. Um, yeah. So <laughs> no, Visions is going to be uh, Hunter's hard drive. Okay. Oh. All right on. Okay. Cool. Well. Okay. Uh, f- the first episode is a former Sith apprentice finds their peaceful life threatened. So apparently, um, it's basically this. Uh, well, I, I, you want me to review it or break it down or what? I, I I wasn't expecting this. I don't know why. <laughs> I had... uh, and I'm and I'm going to call her out on this. Naomi Sonfield yeah, has yeah, to cosplay should. this character. She She's dead ringer. I already sent this to Justin. Sorry, I'm like cut, cut, her, arm she has to cut, cut her arm off. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Nah, it's like, just do the arm. do the Winter Soldier thing. It'll be fine. 
No, it'll be fine. And John, Winter John has the droid for it already. I do. Yeah, I, I have a speaker from this company, and and, and it already That's looks right. like the little droid, which is kind of cool. Um, so it's basically this 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 woman who's a painter, and she paints with like the force, and depending on how she's feeling, or you know, if she's feeling good or or, or the she, dark side or something, it it is she changes. Paint, like is the painting literal or is it like that's what i was wondering uh, too because it was uh, very she's walking through a lot of stuff that was like there but was it there or was that just kind of the style of because there's a lot of detail in the style of animation i think it is real because i mean it's it's visions right it's it's off interpretation from star wars it's not like yeah. necessarily something canon right i think it's just an it's artist not canon take right, right 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 and it new. was cool there were these bounty hunters and uh and and the Sith Lord, the robots, those are basically sick. the yeah. robots. Cool, yeah, yeah, the robot bounty hunters. But the the Sith Lord, I guess, is her old uh, master, and um, yeah, they have this epic battle. Her lightsaber is awesome. It's like a a katana blade, which we've never seen. It's like a curved. Was it curved? Yeah. But and it, not but only it that, had like a fencing hilt to it with the like guard, like the yeah, it had a guard. guard, but and it was also double sided. So one side was like a yellow yeah. katana, yep. and the other side was Which a red was katana, and it was like it was red. the way the blades that was went. Thick. like a propeller, yeah. or not a propeller. But. She's pretty much kind of did a man, um, a Windu thing, right? Like kind of. She's weird. pretty much the bend. She's pretty much the Bendu because she's got both dark right, and she's light. She's able to yin yang stave off right, the, uh, the dark side. Oh, the fencing saber is the Sith Lord. One in the middle. I thought the art was beautiful. I, it reminded me of um, Spider Verse. This is almost. from this is from Elgiri Studios, right? Correct. Yes, El Elgiri Studios, based out of Spain. Um, yeah, I just that this. I was messaging somebody during this. I'm like, this this is stunning. I had goosebumps at some parts. Just the art design of this cool. was incredible, and the way that the color mm -hmm. palette, you literally were feeling her mood through the colors that were there and like, mm -hmm. you know, cause all of a sudden like everything starts going black and it's very dark and that, and then she gets it under control and the colors come back. And then at the end, like if you, if you look at it, the animation is kind of very vague and almost, almost line art with very little color yeah. at the beginning, almost like just watercolor. And then it gets more vibrant, gets super the saturated, getting the more action yep. builds up it. And then, and the saturation goes up and the colors get more, more Intense, uh, varied. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's like it. I said it's like it's almost like Sabine Wren painting. Yeah, like that's was a the great way to put it. This thing, like it literally looked like paint splatters everywhere. It was cool. You definitely want to have a good high definition screen to watch it. You know, it's one thing to watch it on your phone if those of you that are that are going to binge it that way. But I would encourage you, oh, no. try to get in front of a large yeah. screen yeah, cool. if you can, and and go back and listen to it with headphones. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Trust me, yeah. I listened to it with headphones, and like the sound design was incredible. The sound, the just scores, the, the little, oh, the little clicks, and like the robotic movements of the little droid. Like it was all so. I would never have heard all that had I just watched it on my. Screen. Dude, the cannon on that droid, <laughs> it's high. <laughs> Dude, when, when she got in, the you think oh he's it's like it's like BD one pulling out a bazooka. Yeah, I mean, this like, little cute little droid, and then all of a sudden when it got in the ship too. Yeah. When it got on the strip and its legs sucked up into it and it turned into a ball, and then it like went up into our ship and it had a little home, just like all droids do. Perfect. And then the ship yep. kind of transformed. I was like, and that bike was kind of like uh, reminiscent of, cool. um, of Darth Maul, General Grievous, right? The cycle. Oh, oh. The, oh, the you're cycle right. You're right. You're right. You know, the you're cycle? right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Solid intro into this season. Grievous, yeah. Grievous bike that we see in episode two. And I know y'all so said season two was good. I haven't watched two yet. I, just watched <laughs> I don't one, know. I don't awesome. know if you guys noticed. Super excited. Uh, 
you guys know when uh, Ahsoka says, you know, her famous line, I'm no Jedi. So yes. in this episode, yeah. she's telling her master, I'm no Sith. I'm no right Sith. as he's like right. disappearing because she beat him, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's a uh, little bit. It's looking. almost like the mirrored version of, of Ahsoka, though, right? Because she's not a Jedi. Um, she kind of takes the, the... She's still on the good side, right? But right, she, but she takes the... The neither path, I guess, and which is what right, this right, woman yeah. is also doing. Well, she's a good person, but she's, she's not, you know, she's not going to go dark right. anymore. Beautiful, yeah, solid episode. Beautiful. Thank good. you, Star good Wars stuff. Visions. Yeah, great, great opening salvo for this yeah. season. And um, I guess next week we're going to be talking about episode two, Screechers Reach, right? Which is actually yeah. my personal yeah. favorite um, out of all watch. of them. There, there's some really good Zip ones, it. but that one is Zip it. Yeah, we'll talk about. And I think it was, I think it was my bad. I think I said the name Creatures Reach last week because it was the first one on the list that I had, and I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't realize it wasn't in sequence. So my bad on that. But but we wanted. We want to go through them in order that they are on Disney Plus. So. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. I've had a stinger before of a Yalbit Queen. It's delicious. So we got a really good email, but I'll, I got some questions. What do you guys want to hear? Let him rip. Mm, a good one. His email's pretty awesome. Oh, email? Hit me with a question. Yeah, let's do questions. You want a question? Okay. So, uh, question. Yeah, about, Kira. How about, she, she, how about one question, one email? Okay. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. So, uh, good friend of ours, Kira. She's out there. Um, she She's probably one of our early listeners. Uh, she, she hit me up with some questions. And we've actually talked about this before, but I think it's good mentioning it again, or actually asking it again. Um, purchase versus make. When you're talking about costume pieces and you're talking about, um, you know, w- w- what are some of the things you consider or you think about that you weigh in when you're trying to figure out like, hey, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to, try to make this. I'm not going to try to design it. I'm actually going to go commission somebody or buy something that's already been in production. How do you, how do you come up with that? I guess decision. Time, budget, time, time and money, I guess. Yeah. Time and budget and, and to, tools and skills. If you just don't know how to do something yourself or, or level of don't have the tools to do it. You know, yeah, laziness. Like if you need something milled, milled out of metal, and you don't have a lathe or whatever, you might like, hire someone to do it you for you. Got to right? go. I mean, it, you know, if it, if it really has to be metal, if you, I mean, yeah, sure, we can three D print something, but if we want it made out of metal, then we've got to. Adversely, you could have a three D printer, and you're just too lazy to print something. Yeah, or or there's someone that already offers well, that service. Kind of comes in. You know that you don't have to bother I, with. Listen. I have a big think, nozzle on my printer, and sometimes a fine nozzle is there, and I'm too lazy to change the nozzle. Your nozzle's not as big as Ramy's. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. not. Ramy, whip that thing out, dude. That whip thing's that massive. Thing out. Jesus. Excuse me <laughs> while I pull this Thanks, thing out. Eric. Jeez, it's like as big as your head. <laughs> this is five five hundred percent scale oh. right here brag much um like there, there's an example i have for something i would you actually went through and changed the colors you're all hold on i bought i i had no i i had to buy the colors too so i've never been the guy that did Sorry, that but John. i wanted this to look right so yeah, that's cool 
uh, an example Continue. you may of, proceed. Uh, something I would rather pay for than do myself is like a lightsaber install, for example. Um, oh. I usually, I'll like, and obviously you're not going to mill your own saber. People do. A lot of people do. Um, but I would send it to my buddy John and he would do it for me because that's what he does Houston and I get to support a friend and also have a pro do it rather than me try it and mess it up because I used to do installs too and they weren't pretty um, I'd much rather give them to John it's just for example I think that's what it comes down for me as well is I'm gonna because I've I've done I've learned so many skills uh, through the through this thing that we call costuming um I'm not like uh, oblivious to the fact that there are more skilled individuals than myself when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I respect that craft so much that um, I'm willing to support the artist. Mm, so, yeah. so for me, it's almost like it's, it's almost like getting, you know, like a, a piece of art from someone that I can wear or display. Like, can I go get a, can I go 3d print a clone trooper helmet and then paint it up myself? Absolutely. Or am I going to go hit up alpha ignition for a custom piece? Because I know it's, it's a piece of art from, from, from John, you know? Um, or am I going to, you, you know, do either. like for record, can I, you know, for record, I made all my, my leather pieces myself or am I going to go hit up, you know, an, another leather maker like Delta or, or, uh, you know, any, any of the, the guys from, uh, South America, um, you know, cause they do such great work. There. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just depends on the piece. And, and if I want to support the artist, right. There's already someone that might already, that might do what you're what you might not be great at or something that you, you might not even want to do, you know, like, like Brian said, sometimes yeah. it's laziness. You're like, ah, I don't want to, you know, carve out a leather belt. Uh homeboy over here makes a great one and I can support him and get a great product. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean that, that I started thinking about that too, when it came to the decision to do Daimyo Boba, which is going to be a slow build. I'm not, I'm not rushing that. Hurry one. up. Like, could I could I print the armor? Yes. Why done yet? Could I do a decent job of it? I'm sure. But I want to experiment with the urethane, you know, armor and, and sort of like up. I want to upgrade everything with this. Do some stunts. And I, you're gonna be jumping yeah, dude, off yeah, the stages okay. and stuff. Yeah. I want some front rolls, dude. Bro. Yeah. Yep. Dude, when you Hold show on. up, when you show up to like Comic Con or Celebration or whatever. With your daimyo fat on, and the sunlight is just gonna pass through the yellow shoulder pet, the shoulder armor. That's uh, gonna screen it's accurate. Like, that's gonna look so choice. Yeah, yeah, choice. That's a good. I'm, I'm stoked about it. Cool, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Good um, question. So now I'll switch over to an email, and I just asked Emily for permission, and she said yes. So I have permission to read this email that she sent in. Uh, so Emily is. Uh, it's just me, Emily, twenty-five. She, she's, uh, she's part of the community, very much part of the community, definitely part of our community, um, Dad Batch crew, and, uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and just read it and let it speak for itself. Subject: A short thank you. Hello, Space Daddies. Yes, great start, Emily. You, you, uh, you got points for that one for sure. 
Um, back with another uh, email. It seems like it was just January 4th and the new season of Bad Batch was starting. This semester has been particularly challenging for me and all the crazy um, and fun that has happened this year has made surviving the semester much easier. I had intended to send this email last week before May the 4th, and well, that obviously didn't happen. I've been a smidge busy graduating college on Revenge of the 5th and then enjoying margaritas all weekend. Good choice. She graduated, by the way. Congratulations. 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 I wanted to take a picture of my diploma cover tassel, the dad batch patch, uh, and Joe's challenge coin all together and make an Instagram post. And then time got away from me. I'm trying to find the words to say a sufficient thank you for reminding me that there's a whole group of people out there that I cannot wait to meet one day uh, soon, that the Star Wars is family and that laughter is good for the soul. Because when they called my name and I walked across the stage, I carried you guys with me. I put the dad batch patch in my left pocket and Joe's coin in my right. It felt right that some wow. part of you guys walked across the stage with me at graduation when the podcast has meant so much to me personally. Uh, I don't know what words to say other than thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. <laughs> I will still be following you guys after the Bad Batch is done and Steven gets tired of editing all the episodes because Joe is laughing at literally anything and then everyone is crying because they laughed too hard. When I think back on this time in my life, I will always remember the Dad Batch podcast. This is the May and may the force be with you always, Emily. Hey. That was sweet. That's a wow. good email. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> so I know. beautiful. Hmm. Guys, we finally we've we did it. We finally got to walk on stage, uh, graduate all together. <laughs> we graduated together. Nice. We graduated. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome, man. That's Thank great. you so much. We appreciate you greatly. Who knew yeah. us just, just really cool. BSing? That means a lot yeah, for real. Enrich people's lives. Thanks for that email. Send your emails to dadbatchpod at gmail dot com. We just might read your letter on the show. Maybe. Just maybe. I want to clean my gun and be alone with my thoughts and I don't need to talk about anything else How you doing Brian? Do you guys know that that's D. Bradley Baker that he said that specifically for us? Mm-hmm. I think he said that specifically for you For you, yeah, yeah. For you Well, yeah. for Crosshair but it was sweet. Dude, this. I well, Actually, hold on. Sorry. I don't interrupt you. Guys, you brought that up. Um, you know what? I It just popped in my head right now that he said that to you during Christmas right after he probably recorded uh, the, the, the outpost. That's true. Mm. He had he had. He had said to us last last Christmas that the only things left to record were the final two episodes. That he had read it, he didn't record it yet. Ah, that's right. That's right. It's very special. Dude. Special. We need to take a vote. Should we make him clone armor or Tauntaun armor? <laughs> a Tauntaun. We're making oh, a Tauntaun. bro. Zillow Beast with a clone writing it. Oh, I saw his name in the Dude, credits. Look of... at look at Ray. 
Look at Raimi's giant nozzle. We could print a, cl- a Zillow Beast in like a day. <laughs> Only the biggest nozzles. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. This is your, this what is am your I, thing. This is my thing. Um, yep. Tell I us about Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxies 3 all the time now. This goes out to Joe, who's seen it, and Steven, who's seen it. Raimi doesn't watch anything until whenever, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> John, I'm just waiting for him. Like, we don't have a good theater I'm just here. Waiting for him it's to like... make time because I know he's gonna love it. He's gonna love it. Thank you, James Gunn. Thank you, Marvel, for redeeming yourself. So, th- does that You've mean made up for all the losses? It's a wait, fucking emotional roller coaster, <laughs> Brian. They dropped an f bomb in it. Does that mean you're you're on board for the new DC EU with James Gunn? Absolutely not. Yeah, see, that that's why I'm like, if <laughs> that if that didn't convince you to the, join that, then the, yeah, the movie must not the, have been that great. The Flash trailer looks, it looks, but the Flash the Flash is not James Gunn. Yeah, it's not. Blue Beetle is James Gunn. Ooh. I, let me tell you something, Karate Kid. Yeah. Guardians, if you have not seen Guardians 3, let me just be real right now. <laughs> you need to go see it in the theater. I've seen it twice. I will go see it again in the theater probably. If Dude, if I want to go watch time. it a second time probably in Dolby. Uh, the Dolby sound where the seats rumble. Ooh. It was no mm. less impactful. It stands up to... I'm not going to do spoilers. No spoilers. No nothing. It stands up with the other three Guardians films. Well, you said they there dropped the f bomb, so thanks for that. There is no, well, sorry, that's kind of on the internet. <sighs> that's what so. I was going to go for. Um, you know, it's the first f bomb in Marvel. I've been waiting to hear the f bomb, and you just said, <sighs> <laughs> "I know you've seen it because you are all over social media." So I know I you've haven't. Seen I haven't. It. I haven't. I didn't um, know about that. I didn't. The, know about that. There's, there's not. It, it's so well written. The music, the music is amazing. The, the the it's it's a ride it's a roller coaster it is probably the best guardians movie there is and the guardians movies are all epic although john told me that a lot of people didn't like the second one i loved it that's um, what i heard I, I i don't mind any of them the thing is i didn't grow up reading those comics so i'm not i wasn't as invested it to begin with so i never gave them the attention i probably should have in in general you know even with the avengers i, I was kind of an x-men dude so and we haven't gotten anything great from that yet, besides the old movies, For which sure. are good in their own right. But with this Avengers just, level I, MCU stuff, it's all been Avengers stuff and Iron Man and Captain America, sure. which I I didn't read much as a kid either because they I were kind of dorks. Which I wasn't. I've never been a. I, I always I dabbled in comics, but I'm not like a a, a connoisseur like you. Um, no, well, but but the, it was like, but as far it, as it's not as, that I was kind of sore. It, it's just that I had a, a specific. Uh, team that I liked, which it was all the Jim Lee stuff, you know, X Men, Cable, um, yeah, yeah, Bishop, and, and all those dudes, Less Forge, tights. you know, like those less tights, more like well, they're, they're all wearing mutants. tights, they're all wearing tights, yeah, yeah. but they're all mutants, right? That's tights, the difference, well, they're all mutants, yeah. um, which I'm, I'm for. But the I, I'll say, man, the, the music is like it, every Guardians they always nail the soundtrack, music, they always every Guardians it. movie has been about music, and this one's like on level three and and an awesome thing that my wife Tori pointed out to me was the advancement in the timeline of the music. Like it's, it's 
it's gotten it's better generationally gone into different years which is is it is it ragnarok cool, level man. immigrant song yes like that mm, like yeah that's pretty it's pretty like, good yes okay. that, like, a, like that epic video you know, comes out with the, the main yeah. fight yeah. where you get where you get chills when you get chills that kind of thing yeah okay, okay. um but somebody that? somebody had uploaded a video of um florence and the machine and it was her watching the movie and when her song comes on at the end it was a video of her crying to her own song. That's right. Because that's how damn good the movie was. Dude, okay. you, you and like oh, Guardians. <sighs> yeah, dude. And and James James Gunn said that he's, you know, because they're doing all the press junkets and everything. He said that the song, it's it's dog dog days are over. Mm-hmm. He's dog had that in his brain. Over. Yep. He's he's had that song in his brain since he wrote the first movie oh i it was that song i yeah. i had heard that story but i didn't it didn't say what song it was i yeah. didn't it's whatever i was reading yeah. so okay dude okay, you cool. you so that's you the, laugh, the epic end fight you cry music. you laugh you cry you i mean it's dude it's it's perfection I, I mean i'm after the you know i've been very vocal about some of the marvel stuff that's been coming out and this thing you've like, been vocal about it all man they did not they put the cherry on top of the guardian series and it is so fucking good so good. you're making the, the steven i have to work for steven to. right mark's the I'm, clip John, again. John, i'm telling you i'm telling you i know you Dude, know when i, I can for you the, to make time, I, I, i've got like, busy i'm busy man. you can listen if it was you know what am i gonna do go to the theater alone or something like you'd make time for it you know see you yeah. babe yeah have fun it. watching the kid i'm gonna yeah. go watch guardians by myself you know like what instead you're gonna watch 77 or what, 400 ronin <laughs> yeah but that's dying, while i'm working in the garage yeah no problem i can watch 400 verse one in the garage because i'm literally here but wait 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 john have you never gone in the movies by yourself i have but i i don't Often, I, I guess I could go during the day when have I'm supposed you, to be working. But you let know. me let me ask you this: Have you ever gone to the movies by yourself <laughs> since you've had a kid? Not yet, not yet, dude. You got you need to unlock achievement on I know, that. I know. That's <laughs> maybe I will. Yeah, well, today is Wednesday. Maybe tomorrow I'll go. Who knows? We'll see. I'm telling you, catch, I just it's, catch a matinee. It's yeah. worth it. It's so yeah, worth yeah, yeah. it. It's okay, the okay. Uh, it man. I'll see. I, I it's been a while since I've seen a 10, 10 movie. That, that was a 10. A 10 I think after, 10. I think after right. some of the stuff that we've I had so. too, it's been like, I, there's not one thing that there's one tiny part that I can go, eh. but you know what? The rest of it is so good. I just, I can't even, I can't even verbalize it. Joe, you've Wait, seen which it. Part? Steven, you've seen which it. Which part was in? Uh, don't say it. Obviously I, I haven't seen I, it. I can't say it. That's, that's when you go on the pee break. It's at the end, and then no pee break today. But it's so quick, you can't pee during it. There's a website that'll do that. Like you can put in what movie you're going to see, and it'll tell you when are the right times to go to the bathroom. Ah. It's not a good time to go to the bathroom in this movie either. Pro Is it a long I movie? Went to the bathroom. It's two, two and, and a half hours. It's like two and a half hours. Okay, so no drink. It's yeah. good. It's no, I drink. No, it's oh, I was depends. I was nice and buzzed up. Oh, I depends. snuck in a flask of whiskey when I went to the first time. Of course pinch you did. one if you got to go. <laughs> yeah. It was so Bring some uh, Febreze. Bring some Febreze. I go see. Hey, you know what I saw the second time? I was like, okay, 
this is gonna be the this is gonna be the, the better smell of Febreze whiskey. <laughs> Drank it all. That's what I did. Bought a coke. Woke, woke <laughs> up six hours later. <laughs> Great movie. Steven. <laughs> I got Steven. Like, when I when I saw it the second time, I was like, "This is gonna be the only the got judge kicked out twice." How this is? Only oh, had to man. sleep in my car. Go one see night. it, people. Go see it, please. And James, Gunn, oh, yeah. thank you. He has been posting the most awesome <laughs> behind the scenes stuff. Don't you have some to suck on or something? Steven. What are you doing? It's my record, a whole fifth, one sitting. Two and a half hours. <laughs> what, Drank it all. John sucked three eggs in one night. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Just went off the rails there. All, all right. Was, uh, well, that, I think that, that is does it thank, for us today. Those are cigarettes. cigarettes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cigarettes. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you been to London? Oh, man. <laughs> If you enjoyed listening, feed the algorithm, give us five stars on your podcast app. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got weekly episodes, unboxings, reviews, and other stuff. Thank you, everyone that's participating into our contest, our road to 1,000, who subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're not there yet, but we're getting close. So if you haven't subscribed already, go to the YouTube channel and do that. Uh, you can follow me at stevie.kicks on Instagram sometimes twitter gentlemen let the listeners know where they can find you joe tech dot bad batch and ramey uh follow us on youtube at uh, just search for the dad batch on youtube and follow us there and john youtube the dad batch right on and brian at james gunn thank you (laughs) thank you again for listening to episode 39 of the dad batch podcast Be sure to tune in next week for episode 40. And until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. some whiskey drank it all woke woke up six hours later great movie only got kicked out twice only had to sleep in my car one night only (laughs) 